This Alive Now episode is about two significant past lives that came to me and the energies that I'm reclaiming now because of them. And these seem really out of this world, which they are. So find out more about that in this podcast. And at the very, very end of the podcast, I speak to a list of what's happening right now in my life, what I'm listening to, singing, reading, creating, watching, where my heart is, where I'm located. Just a little fun piece for you today. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. There is so much going on astrologically this fall, this month. By the time you're listening to this podcast, we will have gone through a pretty significantly astrologically energetic time of October. And as I'm recording this right now, it's October 17th. Sometimes I record a little bit ahead of schedule because I have things going on in my life that... uh will take my time. I'm excited because I have an individual healing immersion coming up with a client that is having an immersion for four days. And in that time, we'll be working with horses to further deepen in her journey of healing and being in presence with herself and healing up the things in her past that have been traumatizing. But coming into more presence now and letting that happen in the present moment. And so I'm so excited to do that. It's uh, going to be really wonderful. And so as I'm recording this now, there's a lot happening in the planets. And there was a time I didn't believe in that. And it was just sort of this weird thing that people talked about. But at this point in my life, I have the feeling and the knowing that we're not really separate at all from all that's going on in the universe. So for me, this week has been pretty intense. Lots of grief coming from who knows where. Some of it I can name. Some of it I couldn't for some time. Some of it's still here and working its way. Then there's the residue of old patterns waking up for another round. For me, feelings like I'm to blame for others' choices, being scapegoated and being that kind of victim, and also the experience of taking on other people's energies, where somehow it feels like I'm wide open to do so, and this is so familiar. And luckily, it's not so familiar to the, to the recent years, but it will happen when something just tugs on the right energies in me. There are receptors in me that take up someone else's energy and that activates something in me that wants to be looked at. There's a a break in my boundary for that. 
there's a consciousness or awareness that's not quite present and fully there to notice it coming in so it's unconscious. But I do love experiencing all that so that I can become more conscious and become more present. But it's been a lot this month. Has it been so for you? Are you sensitive to that? Sometimes I've noticed that people during times of high astrological stuff happening, they get really tired. Also when the seasons change, there's fatigue, exhaustion, and that can be a a signal of overload in the nervous system. And so sometimes you don't feel like you're sensitive to any of these things. You just feel tired. You just feel stressed or maybe irritable. Or you're having some other physical symptoms going on. And that may be just showing that level of overwhelm that the body can't quite even feel what's happening, but it just goes into the shutdown mode. So as we begin the podcast today, I invite you to check in with some compassion and gentleness to what's happening for you in this time of deepening into the fall. And if you want a little bit of support with any kind of overwhelm or all of the things that are going on emotionally, physically, inside of you and in the outer world, there's a recent podcast that I did on 12 things you can do to support your nervous system in moving through overwhelm, depression, anxiety, or feeling shut down, stressed. You can find that at candacewu.com slash overwhelm. And I definitely recommend that. Asking yourself, what do I really need? What does my nervous system and body need to come down a bit into safety? And that podcast offers just that, 12 different ideas. And for me lately, it's required me to make a lot of space for myself. So where I might have scheduled more for myself, my body says, no, I do not want to do that. And I'm having to cancel some things and also space things out a little more. So maybe this moment is a time to reflect and just sends in for yourself what you might need in this time period and as we approach the winter. And today I want to talk about two experiences, two significant ones that have enlivened more in me. And I'm touching into the episode that I spoke about things that I could not explain and the deep mystery of life. I was working with past lives and reading while listening on audiobooks, the book Sophia Code. And I felt this resonance with the words and the concept of the dragon tribe and star nation. And if you listen to that episode, um, you might remember me saying that, yeah, I've heard that before, but never quite felt connected to it. And I've also heard about the, the, the presence of the feminine Christ consciousness, which this author in the Sophia Code describes as Sophia, Christ consciousness. (laughs) If I've already lost you and these words are just glazing your eyes over or making you feel really skeptical, uh, I can totally relate to that. 
And that was definitely my experience for some time until I had this one and it felt like, whoa, I'm getting a download of energy. And I don't have words to describe it and I don't have logic to make sense of it, but I feel it. So that episode, Deep Mystery of Life, you can find it at candicewoo.com slash deepmystery or EP84. That's where I begin to talk about what I'll further open up here in this Alive Now episode. What I see in observing myself right now is that over time I have been working with my ancestry and the inheritances of my ancestry, also the strength and resource that can come through to me now that some of those things are cleared up, a lot of those things. And it felt like my soul was reaching beyond that or it was coming to me that I needed to check out my different past lives and claim the knowings that I have known before in this soul. And that's been sprinkled throughout my life, but recently it's been really big. I met a Shawnee Native American woman recently and she said, well, when you know, you just know. And if you know you had a past life as Native American, then you know. And she just embraced me and gave me all sorts of things like beads and books that spoke of the tribe that I believed I came from, which was hers as well. So when you know, you just know. And I trust in that now more than ever. And I believe it's part of the feminine energy, the knowing that we have. We're remembering and waking up to more of who we are. And for me, touching into past lives is giving me that. So today I'm going to share two past lives that have come to me. And they come to me in different ways. The first one relates to Sophia Dragon Tribe. So if you remember, if you did listen to that episode, that I felt some resonance with Sophia Dragon Tribe. And I had no idea why. There was some sense that maybe I was a dragon or maybe I knew dragons or something. But there was a magic that came with that. A knowing that magic existed. And I had a direct connection. So about six weeks, two months ago, I was talking with a friend, another healer, Amelie. She's in Kenya. And she's the one who I have had a past life with. And so ever since we discovered that we were both Native American and Ojibwe and we were friends, we've been friends in this life and helping each other through some of the other discoveries that we're having and just sharing with each other. It's delightful. So she noticed that there was this dark energy that I kept feeling tied to that was living in me and I was holding on to. So while we were working with it together a bit, for fun, of course, what came to me was this feeling that I had to choose. There was this tearing feeling inside that I had to choose between dragon and human at one point. It was a conflict in me and that I couldn't be both. And that carried into this life where I felt like 
I'm human. How could I be dragon? And how could I know a dragon? Or does that even really exist? Is it real? And so as we tuned into it deeper, she sensed that I was in an egg and that I had died. And as she said that, I felt it. I felt this pain. And in a larger way, more so than my own pain, the pain of my dragon mother, who just was like screaming and crying because she'd lost her baby. And there, there was that choice right there, that instead of staying into the dragon life, I chose to become human. I chose to leave that life and at some point become human. So it seemed like it got tangled there, this conflict of being dragon and human just got compressed into this leaving death of me being a baby dragon. So I didn't get to live that dragon life. Maybe I've I've had other dragon lives, I don't know. But this one in particular echoes into this life because I came in utero to a mother in this life who was very depressed and crying about a heartache that she had and crying about the life that she was having at that moment with my father. And I took on all that energy, all the depression and sadness, and just like I did with this dragon mother, it felt like. And so the healing was to see the grief of my dragon mother and to allow that to move in its natural way and to get in touch with my dragon self and to let that little baby dragon come to life and live and have all of its magical powers in me now that that gets to enliven in my inner resource in this life and i feel a difference there's something more to me there's some more ferocity as well as playfulness and dragons they just seem adorable and clunky when they're little and breathing fire <laughs> involuntarily and yet when they grow, at least what I'm getting right now is very protective, playful, sensitive beings that are extremely powerful. And yes, that is me in some ways, and I'm growing into that even more. So this is something my friend Amelie also taught me, is that my dragon, my inner dragon, could and can eat up energies that feel unpleasant and transmute them, digest them into joyful energy, something I can work with and use to create more. So just growing flowers out of, out of nothingness, out of things that feel unpleasant, shifting and transforming things. And it helps me to be able to not take in others' energies as well. I've worked with that in many other ways, and my natural boundary has shifted. My ability to not take in other en energies and block out energies if I don't need to take them in or want to. And to do so when I want to. And my inner dragon can help me with energies that I just didn't even know I had taken in. Or if there's a lot around me. So I'm totally curious how you're responding and reacting to this story. And if there are experiences that connect with you or it opens something up in you, notice that. If it also 
creates a strong reaction of resistance or skepticism. Your mind's really pressured against this. Notice that too. And feel free to take whatever is here for you and leave peacefully whatever isn't for you. And now I'll move on to the second experience of a past life that I'm still working with. It's very present to me. It was only recently that I began feeling so much grief, like the weight of the world kind of grief. And it was confusing. Usually I can pinpoint what it is right away and touch in and let it move. And this time I was just feeling it and feeling it and it just seemed endless. And it felt like I needed to know exactly where it came from and what it was for me to resolve it and allow it to be known in a deeper way. So I was working with my healer, Charmaine Kilcup. She's just an excellent and intuitive, powerful being. And so I knew that something would reveal itself, even though uh, it was very vague and only words and fragments of feelings were coming through. And what it did was talk with the grief and it was completely nonverbal. It wasn't giving me much. It wasn't even giving me imagery, which usually it does and pretty quickly, especially if I have someone like Charmaine holding the space with me or a friend that is uh, very dimensional in their experience as well. And so here I am getting words and fragments of feelings. I'm aware that if I watch The Time Traveler's Wife, the movie, that I can just cry at these very poignant moments where there's loss or connection, loss or connection, disconnection, connection. And that's all I've got. Sometimes in these cases, I do a little bit of trial and error, like checking and matching things and seeing if they fit and seeing if it's a yes or no. So for example, I was asking, is this about this life? And there was a clear no. It's not about my mother and father. It's not about my family, not about this life. I was asking, is it related to the world? Is it other people's energy? No. Is it mine? Yes. So that helped me get a little bit clearer and just sort out a few things. And eventually what I got stuck with is the feeling of disconnection with mother and father or masculine, feminine, but that wasn't quite all of it. And then I realized that it was disconnection from family, but not only that, but from angels and angelic spirits and from all that is. It was like a bigger, bigger yes each time it expanded farther and and farther back and more outward. And so Charmaine had me time travel on a rainbow, which connects with time traveler's wife. There's time travel involved. And I went all the way back to the time where the disconnection happened. And I just saw a paradise. I saw the most beautiful, magical place where everyone knew magic. Everyone knew how to use energy. And there was a deep appreciation and respect of the connection of all beings, of animals. Communicating with animals was so easy and it was a given. And everything was experimental and playful. And there was this collective agreement and knowing of this way. And it just came to me, I feel this is 
Lemuria. And I barely even knew how to say it. In fact, I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Lemuria. 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 (laughs) Well, I think it's Lemuria. Because as I look it up online, I'm seeing different websites, of course, and I'm trying to just weed through and see which one resonates with me and connects with my knowing to know which one to trust and what information to take in. And I got to just soak in that energy in this process of connecting with this past life where I lost that, this hidden world of Lemuria that is now hidden was my reality for some time. And it felt like this has been something I've known forever. And even in this life, there's been a feeling that we can have a paradise and utopia on this earth, yet the world isn't quite ready for it. And that thought has been one of the most painful thoughts that I've had. There's so much grief in that, or there was in the past, just a little bit now. But it's painful to see fellow humans be in such violence with each other and to not see and be able to be in the choice that is something peaceful, beautiful, pleasurable, and collaborative. I know that different souls, each soul is in its own place and journey and I know very little about the bigger picture of that. So I also accept that everyone has their own process and place to which they're learning and doing whatever it is they're doing here on earth. But in recognizing that I lost this world that I lived in and my knowing of that world, the magic and the beauty of that world, I realized I could bring that to this life and that I can have that paradise now even if other people aren't choosing it. And that kind of beauty and magic I can have and it can inform me in how I choose to navigate the world and what I'm doing here with people, with myself, with the land, with the energies around me. And truly enjoying it, which how lovely would it be that someone who is in a lot of suffering can witness or one day meander over to this side of the meadow where we can do this, where we can create peace. And that requires me to continue to see the darker places in me the places that are not in peace, and to give myself that peace and loving, to ultimately be responsible for my own energy and to know my own magic. So, Lemuria, whoa. (laughs) It felt like I, I didn't know what to do with it when I realized it. And there was a bit of shock around it, as well as this profound, essential knowing that I now retrieved and yet can't quite pinpoint or put words to the knowing. But there's a resonance and a sensation and felt sense 
There's more in my resonance now. So if you have any reactions to this as well, I invite you to notice them. If there's any inkling in you that this is something that you're guided to look into past lives or experiences beyond your logical mind. I'd love to hear from you. I'd be happy to support you in exploring that and invite you to share. And the greater invitation I have for you is to see what's here for you now to explore. Where does your soul guide you? Is there a grief or an anger or a sadness lingering or trying to make itself known in you? Because those feelings are the key to more of ourselves. Those feelings are the opening for a new beginning and for what wants to come through in this life so it can support us in this life. So it can even change the world in ways just by its recognition. What I notice as I do this healing work for myself is that something in my resonance does change energetically. And without even any effort or doing anything extra, I have like three more clients come to me or a new opportunity come my way or deeper feeling of pleasure and peace. All those things I listed actually did happen this time around almost instantly. And they usually do when my energy opens up and expands into another place and there's healing of what was uh, guiding me there along the way. So I hope this was interesting or intriguing or provocative in some way for you. And if it's not, um, thanks for listening anyways. I'm still piecing things together. And sometimes that process is painful and other times it's just delightful. And right now I'm feeling the delight and the gratitude of all those that support me on this journey. All of you out there who are listening and receiving me in some way, whether you've made that known or not, thank you. I'm wishing you a lovely week. And for any awakening of memory of who you are to come alive this week, if you'd like it to. And I'll leave just a little bit of music to transition you into your day. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to stay posted on what's going on with me, what is going on on the podcast or in the upcoming events, you can sign up for my newsletter at candacewoo.com slash embody. And I've just started to realize that every three or four weeks is better for me than every two weeks. So you'll just hear from me about once a month, roughly. And I just started doing something new with my newsletter is at the end. It's really fun. At least I think it is. At the end, I uh, put a list of what I'm listening to or singing 
reading, creating, watching, where my heart is, what's going on in my inner world, and my location. So for fun today, I'll end with responding to that list while this music is going. So what I'm listening to or singing is To Whom It May Concern by The Civil Wars. I'm reading nothing right now. I was reading stuff about Lemuria, but I needed a little break. I'm creating more space in my life to daydream and to rest. I'm creating and cultivating a relationship that really means a lot to me, an intimate one. I'm creating a book about healing our relationship with money and abundance. I'm watching. Well, recently I watched the movie Cold Soul. Cold Souls. It's about an actor who wants to store his soul because it becomes too depressing. And in my inner world, what's going on in my inner world? Let's see. I'm sorting out energies that I've taken in from places I don't know and some from where I do know. And I've been meditating a lot with Lemuria, the energy of Lemuria, and I have a stone, a crystal, that um, the artist said was from Lemurian crystal. I don't know really what that means, but it feels good on my forehead. And where my heart is. My heart is in dance and ballet right now. It feels so good to move my body and strengthen my muscles right now. And location, as I'm talking, is White Lake, Michigan, where it's super windy, sunny. So thanks so much for listening again and looking forward to seeing you next time on the Embody Podcast.